0: Welcome to another episode of Wild Hearts with Janine. I'm Janine, the host of this podcast, and I am back once again with another solo episode for you guys. So today I wanted to share with you more about a topic that I reference, you know, pretty often and get asked about a lot, and that is how I got out of debt. All right, it's Janine. From Ramsey Solutions, right here in the lobby. $28,000 paid off in 21 months. It's the dog sitting, that's what did it. (laughs) Count it down. Let's hear a debt free scream. Three, two, one I'm debt free! I love it, I love it, I love it. Wow, how fun. Yeah, so when I got out of debt, I celebrated by sharing my story on Dave Ramsey's radio show, which also is broadcast on YouTube and all sorts of other places, which was very cool, obviously, so I wanted to share that little clip with you guys, but I've learned that while it's always really fun to get to talk about the how behind my debt freedom story, I think it's almost more important to talk about the why. So that's where I want to start with you guys. So let's talk about first why I chose to get out of debt. So to put it simply, I wanted more out of life. <laughs> I just really wanted to do the things that I really um, believed that God had for me. And while I didn't know exactly what those things were, I did know that they lived outside of the monotony of my day job at the time, which, by the way, was a great job. It just wasn't one in which I thrived, and also I probably (laughs) wasn't really the best fit for the role either. So for some context as to that part of my story, I was 25 years old when I started to actually get serious about getting out of debt. Um, I was, and still am, single. I was living in Nashville with a roommate, and I was working a full-time office job as an assistant and at that time I found myself with just under $30,000 of debt in a car loan and a couple of student loans. I was making only around $35,000 a year at my full-time job and honestly my debt number being so close to my yearly income it just seemed impossible to tackle on that single income which meant that I could like barely bring myself to consider paying more than just my minimum payments each month. So in truth, that's all I did for quite a while. I just let those minimum payments, which to be fair, were still a pretty good percentage of my actual income at the time, let that be enough. Um, But one day, as I was inwardly facing, gosh, yet another quarter-life crisis of sorts, I was lamenting to God about how I knew that there just had to be more that he had for me. And I felt this stirring in my gut that in order to get to the quote-unquote more, I had a responsibility. I had to take care of the thing that was right in front of me And that was honestly standing in my way, and that was my debt. And that realization was what really ignited the fire in me to pay it off as fast as I possibly could because I knew that I didn't want to miss out on what I believed God might have for me on the other side of it. So my why became stepping into the more that I really believed God had. Um, It was what kept me motivated. It was the banner that kind of helped me to push through when it got hard because it did get hard from time to time. And eventually, the more started to come together bit by bit in a more tangible way. It started to look like kind of freedom from the monotony of my day job, which just was not where I was thriving. It looked like the opportunity to pursue travel, which was obviously super tempting, and it looked like the chance to say yes to work that not only fulfilled me more, um, but it utilized more of my skills and challenged me to grow in some really big ways, both professionally and personally. So, let's sum that up. My why for getting out of debt was to follow God into new and uncharted territories. It sounds so simple and almost a little bit general, but that was really the banner I had over, like, why I'm getting out of debt is so that I can step into something new. I always encourage people when they're kind of on that journey for themselves to figure out their why first because it's something you're going to find yourself turning back to over and over and over again in the process. So now that we talked about the why behind why I got out of debt, I want to share more about the how. That's the practical part, right? That's the actionable part. What exactly did I do to get out of debt. But rather than, I don't know, potentially boring you with all of the nitty gritty personal details, um, I want to give you guys action steps that you can take and implement in your own lives. So I'll share a little bit of insight into my own journey and what I did. But more than that, I want to give you guys some really practical tips so that you can do it too. Does that sound good? All right, well, you're here, so we're going for it. Um, Here are my top five tips for getting out of debt. So, number one is to find your why and prioritize it. I know, I know I literally just told you what my why was, (laughs) but if you need a refresher, it was to step into the more that I knew God had for me. That was right on the other side of my debt. So there are so many reasons that I think that this step is so important, possibly the most important, and it's just because we all, in every decision that we make, every action that we take, there's a reason behind it. So if you're really serious about and ready to get out of debt, figure out what is your why. For example, it could be to change careers or take a big trip, maybe start a family or buy a house, I don't know what your why is, but if you take some time on the front end of your journey, or even if you're in the middle of it now, it's never too late to figure out what is that why for you. I just think it's the most personal part of your journey and likely the one that, like I mentioned earlier, you're going to come back to over and over and over again throughout the process, especially if and or when Things get hard. And I know I said this earlier too, but they will get hard. Things will get hard. Things might go wrong throughout the process. You know, you're going to probably definitely have unexpected or unplanned expenses pop up. But if you can remember to look back to your why, you'll find the motivation you need to keep going because you're not doing it in vain, right? You're doing it for a reason and for a purpose. If this first step seems overwhelming, I'd encourage you to consider um, thinking about the next 2, 5, 10, maybe even 20 years and just wondering and considering where do you want to be in that time? And then ask yourself, how can being debt-free help you to get there even faster? Um, I just think nailing down your why behind wanting to get out of debt is so crucial, um, but then also being ready to fight for it (laughs) to be your reality because you really have to prioritize that thing. I always say that, you know, we as humans, we prioritize what's important to us. We do it every day in all of our choices, all of our actions. So if getting out of debt really is super important to you, you have to prioritize it in any and all ways that you can. So that's step number one, find your why. Step number two is to make a plan also known as a budget. (laughs) When I got serious about getting out of debt, budget still kind of felt slash sounded like a pretty dirty word. Like I just didn't really want to deal with it. But I eventually realized that without making an intentional plan for the money that I had in my possession each month, I would not succeed. (laughs) How can we hit a target if one doesn't exist, right? Like you have to know what the target is in order to hit it. So while I started my budget in an Excel sheet with you know a few simple formulas, which with some elbow grease can totally get the job done when it comes to doing a budget, I eventually moved over to an app. like a web-based app. There are so many out there, but I always encourage people to check out every dollar. It was just a total game changer in my payoff journey. So making my budget each month and then checking in with it every few days actually became kind of fun. Um, And it kept me not only on track, but it sped up the amount of time in which I was actually able to become debt-free. Originally, the plan was looking like three years, and I ended up doing it in under two, which is amazing. And truth be told, I still use every dollar to this day. I swear by it. So that's the thing about budgeting. While it takes some work on the front end, it is 100% worth the effort in order to take better control of your money. I mean, writing out all of the numbers like on purpose does a few things. It gives you the opportunity to tell your money where it's going rather than later wondering where it went. Totally been there. Um, It shines a light on your spending habits, which yes, can be uncomfortable, but honestly, ends up being so revealing. And it can show you where you might be able to save, sacrifice, and then put more money toward the things you care most about. And once you do it, I can from experience promise you that getting out of debt will be so much easier. So however and wherever you choose to create a budget, the key will be to stick to it every single month. If you are serious about making a plan for your money and getting out of debt, you'll find yourself on the fast track to better money management and, of course, getting out of debt. Number three in my top five tips for getting out of debt are to, is to, (laughs) is to search out ways to make more money. So I know that that might be easier said than done, but trust me on this. There are a ton of ways for you to make more money outside of your nine to five or your full-time job if you're willing to look for them. So in the 21 months I spent paying off debt, I somehow still miraculously to me, managed to make an extra $18,000 on top of my full-time job through things as simple as like babysitting, pet sitting, I did tutoring for a year, Um, some talent-based services like photography or home organization, and then selling, selling? Gosh, wow, I'm really having a hard time with words today, you guys. Selling stuff I didn't need. And the thing too is I actually kept doing a lot of those side jobs even once I was debt-free in order to save for my next goal, which was to quit my job and travel. So here is my challenge to you. Consider all of the things you could possibly do to make some extra cash. Maybe dedicate some time to sit down with no distractions and write it all out. Just write out all the ideas you possibly have for potentially making extra money. Like, could you take on a part-time job in the evenings or on the weekends for a little bit? Are you able to offer a service of some kind that people need and will pay for? Are you in a position to ask for a raise at your job? Um, And don't forget to look around your home and in your closets (laughs) to figure out what you might no longer need and could potentially make some money from selling. Seriously, I could not say this like more. Make apps like Poshmark, Depop, and Facebook Marketplace your friends. You can make good money reselling things on apps like that. I want to give a little disclaimer here on the finding ways to make extra money, and that is that I worked my butt off when I was getting out of debt. I was clocking anywhere from 65 to 80 hours a week between all of my jobs, and it was a lot. It was a lot. While I don't regret my experience, as it obviously got me to where I am today, it was a really difficult season. Um, I rarely took a break from all of the busyness, and so really just from somebody who didn't do this, please remember to check in with yourself every so often to make sure you're mentally, emotionally, and spiritually okay. And then don't hesitate to take a break when you need it. Uh, You're not a failure if you need to take a break from all your extra jobs. You're just taking care of yourself. That is very important. It's something I did not prioritize and I wish that I would have. Number four (laughs) would be to set smaller goals. When I was at the start of my debt payoff journey, the thought of being debt-free years from that moment was pretty disheartening. Maybe it was, you know, a lack of long-term thinking or patience. (laughs) But I knew that I needed to have some smaller goals throughout the process to look forward to in order to stay motivated. So that's exactly what I did. I set goals for each of my debts so that once I had, you know, one paid off, I could quote unquote treat myself to something that I had been needing or wanting. And it totally worked to help keep me motivated. To be a little specific and give you guys examples, my list included things like when my car was paid off, which was the first loan I paid off, I got myself a new camera. And then when I paid off my first student loan, I got myself a new laptop, which trust me, I desperately needed. And then when my second student loan was paid off, which was my last loan, I was going to treat myself to a trip to London, which if you've been around here for a while, you probably know that that little trip turned into two years of solo traveling, which is something I never would have known when I was setting these goals, right? I'm sure there's probably some psychology (laughs) behind this whole long-term versus short-term reward thinking thing, but when you consider, you know, a reward two years from now versus six months from now, which one gets you more excited? It's the shorter one, right? It's the one that's closer. Like two years from now sounds like forever. Six months? I can do that. I don't know. There's some sort of psychology there, I'm sure. So as you find yourself listing out your different debt sources, whether it's like a credit card or a car loan or a student loan, whatever you might have, I just highly recommend you think about finding ways to treat yourself to a small but personally significant reward once each thing is paid off. Looking at the shorter term can help you to stay motivated and on track toward getting out of debt. And you might even find that it just reignites that fire in you to get it done even faster as well. That's what I found. um, I think having those shorter term rewards was just like the fire under my butt that I needed to get it done even faster too. I mean, if you think about it, looking forward to something a few years from now is so much harder than looking forward to something a few months from now. All right, and my last tip for getting out of debt in my top five tips is to find accountability. So last and most definitely not least, you should try to find someone to hold you accountable to your monthly budget and to your goals for getting out of debt. When I was getting out of debt, I learned that having a trusted person in my life hold me accountable was like, Absolutely critical to my success. I called this friend my budget buddy, and she and I met monthly to go over my proposed budget for the month, and then again at the end of the month to compare my spending for the month. So she knew what I was planning for at the beginning, and at the end, we would compare that to what I actually spent. It was super, super helpful to have another person looking at where my money was going and who could encourage and challenge me, honestly, to put more toward the debt that I had because it meant that I couldn't spend money on something without her knowing about it. I mean, there's always ways to hide it, but I was serious about it. And so I wanted to make sure that she knew everything about where my money was going. So if you are married or maybe in a serious relationship, you will probably find that your partner is kind of your built-in accountability, assuming that they're on board with also becoming debt-free. If you're single, it might be a bit more challenging, but it's still 100% possible to have accountability as long as you're serious about getting out of debt. Um, Do you have a friend or a family member or maybe even a mentor that you trust to help you not only make a plan but stick to it as well? If so, I just recommend you ask them to coffee on you, if you want to be a little extra nice, and propose the concept of becoming your budget buddy. Tell that person your why, help them understand, you know, all the things that you're hoping to do once you're debt free, and just explain that you really would love the accountability and trust that person. Um, fun fact, actually, I'm doing this exact thing with three of my friends right now. And I meet with each of them monthly and we go over their budgets. We talk about, you know, their debt totals and their goals. And then we celebrate each milestone along the way. It's been so cool to be on the other side of that equation, getting to now be the accountability for other people. In doing this with people that I know and love, I've been reminded of the power and importance of accountability. It is so important, especially in the debt payoff process. And I found it, you know, even more important for my single ladies out there. It is hard if you don't have someone in your circle uh, who is intentionally holding you accountable. And because of this, I am now actually officially offering money mentoring services to help others take control of their money too. I am so excited about this new thing that I'm doing and, um so grateful that I get to help others not only learn to manage their money better, but get out of debt and then step into the more that I know God has for them on the other side of it too. So if you're interested in learning more about my money mentoring, uh, you can send me a message on Instagram, you can send me an email, or you can head to janine.com slash money. I'll link it in the show notes. But yeah, you guys, accountability is so important, especially um, if you're single. I just found it to be so critical. I even hit a point about halfway through my process where we realized I didn't need to meet with my budget buddy every month because I had a plan. We had a track laid out. Like I was able to follow it and just check in with her every once in a while. It was just so awesome. Accountability, I don't even have words for how important it is, so Yeah, that's definitely my number five tip in those top five tips for getting out of debt. But there's one more thing I want to do before we end this episode, and that is answer some of your questions. Like I mentioned at the top, I get asked about how I got out of debt, what tips and tricks I have. Quite often. So, I recently set up a prompt on Instagram asking for some of your guys' questions about getting out of debt and about money management. And I wanted to do a little QA to answer some of the most frequently asked questions. So, let's dive in. So, first question I got, and I get a lot, is Did you follow the Ramsey baby steps? So uh, many of my friends on social media and in real life already know this, but I was actually working at Dave Ramsey's company when I was getting out of debt. So in short, yes, I mostly followed his baby step principles for getting out of debt, which meant that while I was doing so, I had a small emergency fund of just over $1,000, and that was literally just for emergencies. Um, so I had that saved up while I was working hard to pay off my debt. I then you know, listed my debts from lowest to highest without really caring about the interest rates. I think that there's a lot of um, people out there who say, oh, you should pay off the one with the lowest, is it the lowest interest rate or the highest interest rate? See, I don't even know because I didn't pay attention. Because once again, I'm totally a short term reward person. So for me to look at my debts in in order of lowest to highest and focus on the lowest one first, I knew I would get that done faster. Because you might have a situation where your highest interest rate is also your highest debt. So it's going to take longer to pay off. Um, So anyway, I listed my debts from lowest to highest so that I would pay off that first thing faster. And then essentially what happens is something that Dave calls, Dave Ramsey calls a debt snowball, which is you pay off that smallest debt first. And then when you're done with that, all of that money you're putting toward your smallest debt now goes to your next smallest debt. It almost becomes, you know, like when a snowball rolls down a hill, it gets bigger and bigger. what causes an avalanche right so that's kind of the imagery behind the snowball method of paying off your debts from smallest to largest i'll put some links in the show notes for dave's baby steps and the debt snowball principle um they're super helpful and i hope that they can be helpful to you too another question did you ever fall off of the debt payoff bandwagon um Yes and no. (laughs) I had a few moments where I definitely bought stuff that I shouldn't have, like, I don't know, clothes I didn't need. But honestly, I think knowing that I had those little rewards I mentioned in tip number four, waiting for me at the end of each kind of like finish line for each debt kept me super motivated to keep going. So it's kind of like, you know, if I picked up a dress when I was at the store and it was a $60 dress, I was like, "Mm, now I could buy this dress for $60 or I could put that $60 towards debt and potentially be out of it earlier. And that's like a small amount, but you know, there's bigger things too, like concert tickets. Well, you know, when we had concerts, um, before COVID, but you know, those kinds of things where I could say like, okay, I could buy this or it could help me be out of debt, you know, faster. So I think having those little, um, rewards at the end of each finish line too was helpful because I would think like, well, I could buy this dress or I could buy this concert ticket, but that might delay me a month or two from getting my camera or whatever it was that I was looking forward to. So I just, it helped me to stay motivated to think about those goals and not like waste that money or that time on little rewards. Um, it's like, choosing what's good instead of choosing what's great. I wanted the great, not the good. Does that make sense? I hope that makes sense. (laughs) Makes sense to me. Um, Okay, here's another really good question. What are some good online side hustles? So as you're looking to make some extra money, this is a great question. Um, I know quite a few people who do online teaching, like teaching English to kids who live in other countries. From what I know that is um, something you'd have to do super early in the morning. I'm personally not a morning person and so probably would not enjoy this, but I know people who do it and love it and make great money on the side, so that's an option. You could also look into becoming a virtual assistant, which is great if you just want a side gig that you can do in the evenings or on the weekends. Um, If you have any kind of like organizational skill set or you've helped people... um, you know, with their emails or their calendars, or you do like graphic design, or you know a little bit about marketing, or you've you done project management, like there are so many facets in the VA world, um, the virtual assistant world, that like you could utilize those skills working with someone remotely, which would be awesome. Um, what else? You could learn a new skill. It's never too late to learn a new skill. You can learn something like graphic design, or podcast editing, or literally anything else. And you could set yourself up on apps like Fiverr, where people hire, you know, independent contractors for, sometimes they're one-off tasks, sometimes they're ongoing, but they usually specialize in what that skill set is. And seriously, it's never too late. I studied, my degree, my college degree is in children's ministry. And somehow I now do like web design and like UX. Like it just doesn't make sense. But I just learned new skills and I have kept learning new skills. Now I'm able to do all these things that I on paper shouldn't know how to do. (laughs) So, yeah, learn a new skill. And then, lastly, remember you can resell stuff on Facebook Marketplace or apps like Poshmark or Depop. There are so many opportunities to make a little side money online. So, just do some searches, figure out things you might want to learn a little bit more, and then, you know, figure out ways to make money doing those things. This next question, you guys, I get these kinds of questions all the time, and I have these conversations with my friends all the time. So those questions are, what should someone ask themselves in the moment to keep from spending or buying? And second one is, do you have any tricks for avoiding emotional or impulse spending? Yes. These are such good questions because I get it. You guys, I go through cycles where I just spend way more money than I should on shit I don't need. And then I have seasons where I like refuse to buy anything and I'm so frugal, so I totally get this. And I do have a few suggestions to help you guys curb any unnecessary or impulse spending. And these are things that I come back to all the time. So the first thing is creating a list of things that you want or need um, a few times a year. So right now I do it on a uh, every six month basis, but in the past I've done it on a quarterly basis. So, you know, think about that. Write down three to five things or whatever number you want to do, um, that number of things that you want to find or buy in that time frame. And tell yourself that you can't buy things outside of that list. There's always going to be exceptions to that rule, but this is just a really good guideline to have in place because then, you know, if you have written on your list that you want, say, jeans and a new computer and... Uh, like a really cool trendy pan, like a frying pan. If you come across like a pair of shoes when you're online shopping, you can look at your list and be like, that's not even remotely close to the list that I have for this quarter, so I'm not going to get it. Um, Again, you have to be really self-disciplined, but That's kind of the name of the game when it comes to just being an adult in general. Um, But yeah, creating a list every so often of things that you want or need and trying your best to stick to that list. Another tip here is to ask yourself a few questions before you purchase anything like, do I really need this thing? Do I have something similar or that serves the same purpose? Or does this thing aid or hamper my ability to do what I feel called to do? As a self-professed, cozy minimalist, because I'm not like a stark minimalist, but I'm still like, I don't like having a lot of stuff. Anyway, I have some form of these questions written down on a post-it that I look at all the time. I refer back to it anytime I think I want something or think I need something, and it really helps to keep me in check, y'all. It really keeps me in check. And lastly, I would suggest creating a rule for yourself when it comes to buying things like, like maybe a one week rule where if you find something that you really want, you wait a week and you, then you see if you really want or need it after a week. Honestly, I think you'll likely find that you totally forgot about what that thing was. Some people just do 24 hours. Some people do like three days. I'd say do a week. Like if you see something, you're like, man, I really want that. Give yourself a week and then check in with yourself and you put, you might have forgotten that you even wanted that thing to begin with. So those are some ways that I think can help curb spending or buying too much outside of your means, impulse spending, emotional spending. Um, just start, try and find what works for you, whether that's asking yourself certain questions or waiting a certain time period or creating a list. There's so many ways out there that you could figure out how to... Um, just limit yourself a little bit. But those are things that I personally do that I found to be super duper helpful. Okay, one more question I want to answer. What should you do if you don't have a budget buddy? So here's the thing. You can, you can get out of debt without accountability, but the disclaimer there, as a single person, the disclaimer I would say is you have to be super, super self-disciplined and self-motivated, which is why I don't recommend it, (laughs) honestly, because I know how easily we can justify things to ourselves or get sidetracked or just totally lose steam. And if there's not someone around to help encourage and cheer us on and keep us accountable, I just think it's so hard, especially with something as um, big and, and potentially, you know, long term as trying to get out of debt, depending on how much debt you have. Um, if you're having a hard time finding someone or you just don't have someone right now, like I said earlier. like consider the people in your life maybe ask someone to coffee and propose the idea and don't forget I also have money mentoring that I do so feel free to reach out to me if you're really serious about wanting to get out of debt all right you guys well that is it for this episode thank you guys so much for tuning in today and I really just hope that the tips and tricks that I shared that really honestly helped me get out of debt help and encourage you in your own journey, whether that is to get out of debt or just be better at managing your money. Um, I am really passionate about this topic, especially as a woman. Um, I love talking about money with other women. I think there's this weird like taboo of like women shouldn't talk about how much they make or how much they spend. And I'm like, screw that. We should be talking about it because if we're not talking about it, we're not learning and we're not growing. And... Yeah, I just am like, there's no need to be ashamed. We should talk about how much we make. We should talk about how much we're worth. Um, And we should do everything in our power to encourage each other in our own journeys as well. So anyway, I love talking about it. (laughs) But thank you guys for wanting to hear more, wanting to tune in. And I just want to encourage you guys with wherever you are at in your journey with money to keep going, keep pressing forward, keep praying through all of it. God is the ultimate provider. He is, I don't know, I just have found in the last 10 years, especially like he, he never he doesn't let us lack. He always provides at the right time in the right ways. um, and in ways we don't expect. So keep praying through all of the things that you are working through when it comes to money and be expectant, be expectant for God to do some really cool things. (laughs) All right, you guys with that, I hope to see you back here in two weeks. And until then keep dreaming, seeking, and stepping out in faith.